morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Today is February 3rd. I'm JL Rucker, and I'm happy to be joined by Bo. Bo, I think it's been a couple weeks since you and I have done the show together. So how you doing? It's It's been too long is what it's been. I don't know the number of days, but it's it's too damn long. Well, I'm always excited to hear your perspective. You bring an energy to 731 that is just really, really cool. And so I'm, I'm always happy to do the, the show with you because I'm like, okay, Bo is pumped. So I'm even more pumped to do 731. <laughs> Thanks, Vail. I... I appreciate it. Well, if you're an avid listener of 731, you already know the deal. But if you are a new listener of 731, then every single day, I mean, every single day, we have either a birthday or an anniversary or a quirky, rare fact. On this day in 2011, Issa Rae... You might know her. She's probably one of the biggest Hollywood actresses and uh, directors now. But on this day in 2011, she released her web series, Awkward Black Girl, on YouTube. So this was sort of the start of Insecure. If you go back and you watch the Awkward Black Girl series, you're not going to see a pre-Insecure. But what it did do was it got Issa's name out there. To understand kind of like the landscape of what we're working with, you have to go back to 2011 in terms of social media. It's not what it was, Instagram wasn't around Twitter was in the early stages and YouTube was really kind of considered the most progressive form of social media so to speak back then and you can definitely go up and and, and read uh, different interviews and stuff on the internet to see kind of how Insecure came together but just know that there is no Insecure without Awkward Black Girl Bo seems like Washington has a new name change what do you think of it? They do they do they do the Washington football team after two seasons finally have unveiled their new team name, the Commanders. I'm not particularly excited about it. I don't know. I don't even know if this is really a story, but for the last two years, the whole Washington football team name has kind of stuck out a little bit like a sore thumb. And now the team announced that they will be officially called the Washington Commanders. The helmet's going to have a large W on the side of it with a burgundy color. And then the alternate uniforms will have a black helmet and the players' numbers will be on the side of it. Co-owner and CEO is Dan Snyder. And he said, quote, as an organization, we are excited to rally and rise together as one under our new identity while paying homage to our local roots and what it means to represent the nation's capital. Uh, Moving along in the sports sector, Shane McMahon quietly is let go from the WWE. So Shane McMahon is the son of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has been the mastermind behind the WWE for the last two and a half, three decades. And apparently there are some rumors going around that there's been some turmoil going on inside of the WWE executive offices with Shane McMahon voicing his displeasure with numerous storylines or content ideas for the company. We don't know why, but I'm saying that the timing with the Royal Rumble happening two days ago is not a coincidence. I think something happened at the Royal Rumble that kind of separated the two sides even further than they probably were before that. But I think this is a loss. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite entertainers. I definitely would prefer to have him part of that WWE superstar roster. Jael, what's going on in gaming? Gaming. 
Well, Bo, we we have another gaming update that's always courtesy of Elton, but Ghostwire Tokyo has a release date plus a gameplay showcase, which is happening today. Of course, it's been a while since gamers have gotten an update on Bethesda, Softworks, and Tango Gameworks' latest project, Ghostwire Tokyo. But now all of that silence surrounding that first-person action-adventure game is no longer no more. Not only do we know the game's final release date, but we also know when we're going to see these new clips of the PS5 and PC release. Ghostwire Tokyo is now set for a launch on March 25th. And later today, 5 p.m. Eastern Time to be exact, a brand new showcase for the game will stream directly from the official PlayStation YouTube channel. And this is what it's looking like. So Ghostwire Tokyo's focus on the supernatural and its first-person melee combat is pretty dope. So can't wait to see it in action again during that planned showcase. Again, that is today at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the PlayStation YouTube channel. So if gaming is your thing, if Ghostwire Tokyo is your thing, make sure you check it out. Bo, it seems like The Walking Dead never dies. Uh, they're getting into NFTs, right? NFTs. Yes, 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 Jael. Very, very clever. I like that a lot. You didn't say <laughs> it before the show, so they, I know you just came up with that, and that's pretty. that was pretty good. So, Jael, a lot of times when we talk about NFTs, it's like it's too big to comprehend sometimes, right? Like what it's going to do to the overall space. So what I try and do is kind of think how will it impact the area that I work in. I see this project where The Walking Dead is set to launch NFTs for its final season. And that's a way that I can look at and say, all right, how are they doing it? And maybe I can learn from it. So AMC has teamed up with the NFT startup company, Orange Comet, to launch a an entire like roster of NFTs to honor the long running series, The Walking Dead. So the, the final season's coming up here starting on February 20th, and they're going to do the first drop on that day. The initial collection's gonna be compromised of like 10,000 total copies of the NFT priced at about $50. Um, and then a couple like animations and fancy ones for 250 each. But Orange Comet has previously worked on Stan Lee's Chakra, the invisible NFT series last year. And now we're seeing NFTs used more and more as like a fan engagement tool, right? And something I would like to see a show do is we have so many streaming shows now, Jael. Everyone just binge, watch, binge watches instead of watching it like at the time the show drops. What if you could get like a PO app to prove that you watched the show live exactly when the show was airing at that time as opposed to binge watching it? I kind of think that would be a fun way to spice up the NFT dynamic inside of television. That is actually a really good idea with the PO app. So maybe you want to maybe you want to have them erase it from this episode so you could keep that idea for, for yourself and profit off of it. I'll talk to Gary. I'll have Gary hit up AMC, get us into a room together and we'll we'll have this thing out for sure for sure well thanks for that Bo. and we have one final update for you guys Hip-hop. Seems like it was just yesterday that we were all uh, laughing at Jay-Z's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech. But we have another round of nominees and Eminem and a tribe called Quest are included among those nominees. They were all announced yesterday and we got some heavy hitters. So, of course, like we just mentioned, Eminem and a tribe called Quest are a part of that group. But there's a lot of other genres that are covered within that list, too. And these are some names that you'll probably recognize as well. Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Rage Against the machine 
Duran Duran, and a whole bunch of other iconic musicians. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation Chairman John Sykes spoke on this list when he said that this year's ballot recognizes a diverse group of incredible artists, each who has had a profound impact on the sound of youth culture. Their music not only moved generations, but also influenced the sound of countless artists that followed. The fan vote is open right now, so go on ahead and make your voice heard on which of these nominees should get inducted. This is a this is a great group, but also sparks for some conversation because Bo, like you and I were talking before the show, you know, somebody like Nas, who kind of came out, I think before Jay-Z officially came out, has had a legendary career and he's not projected to get in, at least according to Google, until 2034, which seems like a long time. So, the, I mean, these things are always controversial, but... Yeah, like, I mean, because we were trying to figure out, like, when are you eligible? And you said it's 25 years after your first album is released, right? That's what we looked up before the show. Yes, yes. And I, I don't know. I'm surprised, like, Dolly Parton is now, right? Like, I feel like she could have gotten in a long time ago. I'm just, I'm a little curious or fascinated by, like, the voting, uh, like, standards in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just because this is a, while they're all epic, incredible artists, it's a... like diverse interesting group of people right and it kind of also gets the question of if legends like dolly parton who came out you know decades ago and were eligible a long time ago like just aren't getting in until now because i'm thinking somebody like beyonce deserves to get in right away and rihanna it's been a little over 20 years since they released their first albums i think um crazy in love came out in 2003 so we're approaching the 20 year mark of crazy and love that is insane we we are but she was out before then with destiny's child and i think that's going to be a little bit interesting just kind of like spinning off here with my little music knowledge because i know when the jacksons got in the jacksons changed their lineup midway through the 80s or in the early 80s i believe and um randy replaced jermaine but when they got in uh, randy was not eligible to get in because he was not there at the start of their first album which makes me question what will happen with uh destiny's child which is the group beyonce was in because michelle um was not originally a part of that first album There's probably a lot of like rock bands too. Like I'm thinking about like the Red Hot Chili Peppers per se, or like a lot of 80s rock groups as well before them where like they changed uh, band members all the time. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing music is going to do is create some controversy. So we'll have to see. All right, all right. That's going to do it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Also, be sure to hop into our Discord so you can chat with us in our community. We'll be back tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. 